You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 18, Your Relationship Manual. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey, Mama. It's so fitting that this is episode number 18, and it's coming out the week of my daughter's bat mitzvah. In Judaism, every letter of the Hebrew alphabet corresponds to a number. So the first letter equals one, the second letter equals two, and so on. The number 18 is meaningful because the letters that make up the word chai are 10 and 8, and the word chai means life. So 18 is symbolic of a long life and good luck, and when you hear people making a toast and saying l'chaim, that means to life. So I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, I'm very excited to share one of my favorite tools with you today called the manual. It's a powerful tool that will help you change how you perceive every relationship in your life. And I was thinking about how this upcoming bat mitzvah is going to be very interesting because there are several divorces in our families, in my family, in my ex-husband's family, and we're all going to be there. And you know, with divorces, there can be feelings of anger and resentment, so you never know how people are going to behave. And this is also the time of year when maybe you're getting together with extended family and dreading seeing, you know, that one family member who you just can't stand or who you believe is difficult. Or you may be worried about how people are going to behave. So this tool of the manual is going to really help you out. So what is a manual? Well, think about when you get a new appliance or a new phone or a car They all come with owner's manuals, right? These manuals are instruction guides on how to operate the machinery, and they tell you what you can expect from your appliance. So when I see a little yellow light pop up on my dashboard, I can refer to my car manual and see, oh, that little yellow light means I need to put air in my tires. Or if I want to know how to clean my Keurig machine, I can look in the manual and know exactly what to do and how to clean it so that it'll work properly and last a long time. And guess what? In all of our relationships, we also have manuals. These manuals are the rules and expectations we have for other people. They're based on our thoughts of how other people should operate or behave. Pretty interesting, huh? For example, you might have a manual that says your mother-in-law should offer to help out with the kids. Or you might have a manual for how your husband should demonstrate his affection for you. Maybe you have a manual for the way your boss should give you constructive feedback, or how your father shouldn't drink so much at family gatherings. Usually, we don't tell other people what's in our manuals. We think they should just know what we expect of them and how we want them to behave. I've heard moms say things like, my husband should just know that I want him to bring me flowers, or he should know that it's important to me that he comes to bed at the same time as me. Not only do the people we have manuals for 
not know that we have them or what's in them, but often we're not even aware ourselves that we have manuals or that they're causing us to suffer. The whole reason we want people to follow our manuals is so that we can feel a certain way. And when they don't follow it, we're upset because we make it mean something negative. For example, when your husband doesn't bring you flowers or go to bed at the same time as you do, you may make it mean that he doesn't love you. You may make it mean you're not important to him or that he's not attracted to you. Because according to your manual, based on maybe what you saw in your home growing up or based on your beliefs about marriage, husbands who love their wives and are attracted to them should bring their wives flowers (laughs) and always go to bed at the same time as their wives every night to share time together without the kids and to talk about the day. So when your husband doesn't do those things, you assume it means he doesn't love you or find you attractive. But your husband has a different manual. His manual might say that husbands who buy flowers that will only last a week aren't being very responsible with the family finances. And it might also say that a good time for husbands and fathers to unwind at night and have time to themselves is after everyone else is in bed. So it doesn't mean anything about you at all. But when you're reading your manual, you're like, No, no, it says right here on page 14 that if there's no flowers (laughs) and he doesn't come to bed with me, I'm not attractive and he doesn't love me. And then you feel bad because you're thinking that you're unattractive and unlovable. The reason manuals are a problem is that when people don't behave according to our expectations, we feel miserable and we blame it on them. Then we try to control and manipulate them into doing what we think they should do instead of just letting them be who they are and taking responsibility for our own happiness. We think, if other people would just behave the way that I'd like them to behave and follow my manual, then all will be right with the world and I can be happy and at peace. The problem is, number one, people are so bad at following our manuals. Have you noticed that? Like, they rarely do what we want them to do. And number two... Other people don't create our feelings in the first place. Only we do. I found this great quote by Byron Katie that said, Hurt feelings or discomfort of any kind cannot be caused by another person. No one outside me can hurt me. That's not a possibility. It's only when I believe a stressful thought that I get hurt. And I'm the one who's hurting me by believing what I think. This is very good news because it means that I don't have to get someone else to stop hurting me. I'm the one who can stop hurting me. It's within my power. Ooh, that's a good one. Whenever you think someone else's behavior causes your emotions, you not only create a situation in which you feel bad, but you also create a situation that leaves you completely powerless. Because if another person is the cause of your feelings, The only way that you can feel better is if the other person changes. It's so much easier to just control yourself and change how you're thinking than to change someone else. I mean, I've tried and it does not work. Other people get to be exactly who they are. They get to act how they want to act and do what they want to do. They don't need to change a thing for you to feel exactly how you want to feel. The best thing you can do with a manual is just to get rid of it and throw it away. 
This is easier said than done. I know because I've done it with my own manuals and I've helped clients do it with theirs. Some of my clients have had rules in their manuals like, my husband should be more spontaneous. My sister should apologize. My employee shouldn't interrupt me when my door is closed. My mom should always show up on time. My friend should remember my birthday. My guest should bring me a hostess gift. And my child should listen the first time. So whenever you hear yourself using the word should or shouldn't, you know you've got a manual. With the holidays coming up, there's bound to be tons of opportunities for you to practice using this tool. And rather than avoid the people that you find challenging, I want to encourage you to use your time together as a way to learn more about yourself and your thoughts and to get better at managing your mind. The first step is to have a look at the people in your life that you have manuals for, which is basically everybody, right? But choose the person or people you find the most challenging to deal with, or the next time you find yourself upset with how someone else is behaving, ask yourself, what do I want them to do differently than what they're doing now? In other words, what's my manual for them? I find that writing this down instead of just thinking about it in my head makes a huge difference. Pretend you're writing out the actual manual for the person. So let's say I'm writing about my sister. She's coming to visit soon, so I'm going to use her as an example. But my sister Stephanie and I are very close, and I wouldn't actually say this about her. So we're just pretending. But let's say I write, when she visits, she should clean up after herself and make her bed in the morning. And she should rent a car instead of asking me to drive her everywhere. So that's my manual for her. Step two is to imagine that the person you chose is following your manual to the letter and ask yourself, what would I be feeling? And what would I be thinking that would make me feel that way? Because that's what this is all about, right? You want the other person to follow your manual so you can have a thought you want to have that will create a feeling you want to have. So I would imagine that my sister is cleaning up after herself, making her bed every morning, she rents a car, right? And I imagine if she did all of that, I'd be feeling appreciated and maybe respected and loving because I'd be thinking, this is great. My sister doesn't take me for granted. She loves me. She's responsible. She's a great sister. Now, the third step is to recognize that those thoughts and feelings you would be thinking if the person followed your manual are available to you right now, and to decide to practice thinking them now. In other words, I would practice thinking and believing that my sister's behavior doesn't mean she doesn't love me. It doesn't mean she's not a great sister, that she's irresponsible, or that she takes me for granted. Those are all just thoughts that are completely optional. It might just mean that making her bed every morning isn't important to her, and she's not in the habit of doing it, or that she doesn't want to spend money on a rental car because, after all, I'm here and I have a car. I can choose to think and believe whatever I want, and choosing thoughts that feel good is so much better and easier than thinking negative thoughts or trying to change my sister. We all get to decide what we make other people's behavior mean about us and about them. And we can decide that it doesn't mean anything terrible at all. And there's so much freedom in just letting other people be who they are and taking responsibility for how we want to think and feel. 
This doesn't mean that we let people walk all over us. We can set boundaries. I talked about how to do that in episode 15. And it doesn't mean we don't make requests of other people. I could say to my sister, listen, I'd appreciate it if you make your bed in the morning because it makes the room look all cleaned up and nice. But when I drop my manual, I can make that request without being attached to the outcome to feel a certain way. I can approach the conversation as an emotional adult because I know that my thoughts create my feelings, not whether she makes the bed. When it comes to your kids, it's a little different because as a parent, you do have expectations and rules and consequences, but even then, you can't control whether your kids follow your rules. And when you rely on them to behave a certain way so that you can feel good, that's when you know you have a manual and you need to do some thought work. You can go back and listen to episode two, Your Kids Can't Make You Angry, for more on that. But it's the difference between saying, if you don't put your toys away, there will be a consequence, versus if you don't put your toys away, you'll hurt mommy's feelings or make mommy angry. That's using emotional blackmail to get them to conform to your rules. So this is a topic that you might have questions about, or you might want some clarification on something that I've said today. I go into more detail, obviously, about the manual when I'm coaching someone on their relationships. But if you have a question or a comment, go ahead and leave it in the comments on today's show notes at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash 018. I'll be sure to answer your questions there. I won't be doing any mini sessions the week this episode comes out because I'll be getting ready for the bat mitzvah. But if you're interested in signing up with me for a free mini session, head over to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and check out my availability for next week. Okay, mama, have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com.